Well, greetings and welcome to the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. My name is Harold Nichol. Those of you who are regular listeners and even those who are new probably want to know the same thing about how to solve a problem that is so big it seems impossible. And that issue is how to fix the expensive, cumbersome, and increasingly patient-unfriendly healthcare system we have here in the U.S. Currently, it's a mishmash of government regulations, insurance company, and medical industry policies designed to separate us from our money and provide a minimum of care. The current system does not embrace new treatments or scientific breakthroughs that do not result in greater utilization and greater profit. Insurance companies question the judgment of doctors with required second approvals of prescriptions and treatments called authorization. Government at the state and federal level demonize off-label treatments for COVID-19, along with those who advocate them, and instead peddle more expensive vaccines and treatments. Too big to fail and too broke to fix, right? Well, maybe not, because respected neurologist and the founder of the Houston Healthcare Initiative, Dr. Stephen Goldstein, has ideas for how to fix this. And so, Dr. Goldstein, right off the bat, how can the system be fixed? It will not be easy, but it is not out of reach for us if we have the will to make a change. Individual companies can provide it, that provide insurance for their employees can take the first step toward reform by self-insuring their employees. In addition to decreasing the cost by 20 to 30 percent, they will be free to use financial and other incentives to encourage healthy lifestyle, as well as adopt other technology long used in most other industries to deliver higher quality care at lower cost. Okay. Can you describe self-insurance? Sure. A a self-insured group health plan, or a self-funded plan it is called, is one in which the employer assumes the financial risk for providing health care benefits to its employees. In practical terms, self-insured employers pay for each claim after the managed care discounts are applied, just as the insurance company would do. They do not pay any premiums to the insurance company. However, reinsurance can be purchased to cover those rare but expensive claims over $100,000. Now, is this just for big companies? There are large companies that offer self-insurance for certain, but companies with as few as 25 employees can self-insure. Okay, so what is the next step? Health savings accounts, or HSAs. The health savings account, or HSA, is a type of savings account that is used to pay for medical expenses. These were established in 2003 for those with high-deductible health insurance coverage. HSAs and high-deductible health plans were created to help control health care costs. The idea is that people will spend their health care dollars more wisely if they're using their own money. Now, are HSAs only for those who have the high-deductible health insurance coverage? Yes, that's right. To be eligible, you must be enrolled in a high-deductible health plan called HDHP. HSAs also have significant tax advantages. Okay, so how is it that the HSA saves people money? It allows the employee to pay cash for routine health care using pre-tax dollars. 
cash prices for tests and procedures are already dramatically lower than so-called insurance company discounts. By paying cash, the administrative cost of processing claims also drop dramatically. The employee simply saves receipts and makes a claim only when the receipts add up to the deductible. Any money remaining in the HSA belongs to the employee and rolls over from one year to the next. Any interest on the money is also tax-free, and after age 65 can be withdrawn for non-medical expenses just like an IRA. Okay, so those are, those are two steps, and they do not seem controversial. What's next? Well, next we would institute an annual physical exam to diagnose chronic disease at an early stage. As everyone knows, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. If we think in terms of long-term health, this is a no-brainer. Okay, so let's say a company has become self-insured and they've set up their HSA and they provide for an annual physical exam. How does this result in a major change for the healthcare system? Well, it doesn't. However, it is the platform that allows change to occur. For example, the current thinking is that if someone develops an acute illness or has an accident, they should proceed to urgent care or the emergency room. However, if a patient can have immediate access to a physician, it is likely that two-thirds of emergency or urgent care visits can be avoided. By using a telemedicine service, a company can order this a company can order this service free to the employees. This will very low, low, likely lower costs for the company and improve the quality of care for the employee. Quality of care in the emergency room will also improve as they will not be that bogged down caring for patients who do not need to be there. Now, are there any other changes the company needs to make to the self-insurance plan? Yes, they can establish an employee welfare trust to hold employer and employee contributions to the health care plan. Currently, insurance plans are one-year contracts that renew every year for each employee on the condition they remain in the employ of the employer. However, there is no reason that the welfare trust could not cover employees that left the company as long as they contribute to the trust. This would eliminate the dreaded pre-existing condition and provide security for the employee. This added, added benefit would help attract the best people to the company. As the welfare trust grows, it would reduce the cost of reinsurance by raising the deductible, say, from 50000 to 100000 Now, that's really a nice way to extend the health insurance benefit for employees even, even after they retire. But before anybody reaches retirement age, we all have some personal responsibility for our own health and, you know, knowing that a lot of times personal accountability can mean no accountability, what should we do? Well, you should become more aware of what constitutes a healthy lifestyle. Make sure to consider mental, emotional health, financial health, and physical fitness, as well as diet and avoiding self-destructive behavior. Only with awareness can you make personal decisions about how you want to live your life. The health plan should provide easy access to information, as well as counseling to help employees make their life choices uh, with them. 
It's interesting that there is a link between financial and personal health. It is a definite connection. According to a study published by Purdue University, 78% of U.S. adults are using sleep worrying about everyday expenses, saving for retirement, and health care costs. Add to this unexpected expenses and wanting to save for a vacation or a new house, and the amount of stress felt can reach a dangerous level. High levels of financial stress manifest through physical symptoms like sleep loss, anxiety, headaches, and migraines, compromised immune systems, digestive issues, high blood pressure, muscle tension, irregular heartbeat, depression, and a feeling of being overwhelmed. Yeah, you know, it sounds like the biggest problem of all will be educating, you know, patients so that they understand how and why to use these new technologies like telemedicine services and how to shop for prescription drugs and other medical care and at the end of the day, how to lead a happy, healthy lifestyle. You're exactly right. But I have confidence in the patients. Just as they learn to use the computer, the smartphone, and social media, they will adapt to the new way of paying for health care and to the new technology that will improve health, as well as decreasing overutilization and lowering costs. They will also learn to adopt a healthy lifestyle. Now, Dr. Wilson, with the time we've got left today, can you just give us a summary of what employers and their employees can do to, to change the healthcare system? Yes, just follow these steps. Number one, self-insure. Number two, Use an HSA. Institute the annual physical exam. Use the new technology. Educate the employees and start an employee welfare trust. And use financial incentives or other rewards to encourage a healthy lifestyle. The means to take control of the healthcare system away from the government, big hospital companies, and insurance industry, and create a patient-centered system is within our collective grasp. We just need to do it. Well, that's right. We do need to do it. There are enough remedies in current law available to employers and employees alike to make a major change in the way we all get and pay for medical care. But there is no magic bullet, no one thing that will cause all our problems with health care to be resolved instantly or even pretty soon. We didn't get into this situation overnight, and it will take time to get through it. Doctors and patients should be working together to boost individual and eventually the whole country's health. What happens if we don't do it? Well, we get more of the same. Higher costs for insurance and higher deductibles and less coverage. More regulations and fewer treatments. More government interference with science and medicine and less freedom for our doctors who know how best to treat each of us. Dr. Goldstein described concrete ways to affect this change that will be to our collective benefit. Thank you, Dr. Goldstein. Now, there is a book Dr. Goldstein wrote that is all about healthcare, the costs and where our money goes, along with who benefits. All you have to do is go to the website. A pop-up window will ask if you want the book and if you want it sent to your email address. And if you do, enter your email address and it will be on its way. This book is absolutely free, and we will never, ever share your email information with anybody. 
That's all for this edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about us and come back next time for another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. Thank you.